Hey everyone, welcome to Mark Sports Talk. I'm your host, Mark Dagenhart, and today I'm going to do a deep dive into the Arkansas Razorbacks defense. But first, if you like the show, if you like what you hear, I want to remind you to like, follow, and subscribe to the show. Now let's get to it. All right, everyone, the last time I was on here, I was talking Arkansas offense. I feel like I really left off the Arkansas tight end position, which is under a new coach in Dow Loggins. The guy has been at at least three different offensive coordinator positions in the NFL. He's an alumni of the University of Arkansas, and I think he's he's a really good asset to the team right now and to the coaching staff, and uh, I expect some improvement. I'm excited to see who can step up, you know, in that supporting role because you think the super senior Blake Kern who would have been done after this year if not from COVID but so he gets his sixth year uh he's pretty much the same guy he's he's in a little bit better shape knows the system very comfortable with the team and the the surroundings so you know what you're getting there Hudson Henry you know can he stay healthy Colin Sutherland, you know, he's a young guy. Last year he was a redshirt freshman. This year, third year on campus. He's got he's finally got some good weight on him. He's about 240, 65, 240. So maybe he can, you know, come up. You got the true freshman, uh uh Aaron Outley from Little Rock, 6'4, 250. So you never know who's gonna come up, but I like Coylan Jackson, the guy Request to move from wide receiver to tight end. He changes his number to his dad's number in 88. I just like the story. I like, I mean, he he could have restarted the year because of COVID and entered this year as a redshirt junior, but he didn't. He's coming in as a redshirt senior. I guess he has the option at the end of the year to to say, hey, I want to I want do over because of COVID. But as of right now, he's coming in for his last year on the hill um he and he's he's almost it almost seems like an homage to his dad as far as hey I'm going to play your position I'm going to you know change my number to your number he's put on 20 pounds since the decision was made and he's put in the work he's at the position and I'm excited Coylan Jackson a former wide receiver 62240 um I think this guy in Kendall Bryles' offense can really, you know, make some plays for you. Because with, with Blake Kern, I don't think he's so much of a you know, big play type of, you know, tight end. I don't know that Arkansas has one, but a, a guy like Kyle Pitts, when you think of a big play tight end as far as last season, or that prototypical big play type tight end, the ones that, you know, NFL scouts are just drooling over. I don't think Arkansas necessarily has one of those guys, but can there be maybe an unsung hero in the wings? Maybe a, a little bit smaller guy, maybe under-recruited, that can come up in his last year and make something happen. And, you know, I kind of hope and I, I think that might be Coylan Jackson. If not, you know, you know what you're getting in Hudson Henry and Colin Sutherland, they've been there last year, maybe another year of, of uh, conditioning and just going through uh, college life and the offensive playbook. Maybe that helps them and, and they're able to stay healthy and, and contribute this year, but we'll see. So that's it for the backup, you know, you know, reinforcing the tight end talk for the offense. And, and now we're going to go to just a little bit of weekend news on uh, a little bit of recruiting. Uh, 
it's not actually that recent, but Joey Sue uh, moved here recently from California. His mom got promoted and is now working at the home office, so he's moved here. Uh, this guy had already had a ton of interest from Pac-12 schools and multiple offers from uh, Power 5 schools. And uh, this past weekend, when Arkansas had their last hurrah, you know, cookout on, uh, I believe it was uh, July 29th, um, he was there and received an Arkansas scholarship offer, even though he's just now... Uh, enrolled at Bentonville High and uh, or uh, I can't I can't remember the high school but Bentonville he's enrolled at Bentonville and uh, he he is just now entering his junior year he's he's a class of 2023 uh, so he'll, he'll be a senior next year uh, but he already has an offer and I like Arkansas's chances um, you know based on uh, just things that I know in recruiting when it comes to family moving that that quickly you as long as they're in a safe zone you know something that they can travel to you have a really good shot at uh, keeping them there so as long as as long as uh she's working in the area i think you have a really good shot with uh, joey sue um and and another strange thing manny powell the arkansas commit at linebacker a three-star from Canton, Ohio. I mean, before anything that I had heard from from anything about this guy, it was already known that he was going to he was transferring out of his high school in McKinley Prep in uh, Canton, Ohio, and he was looking for a new high school. And and you know, to the casual fan like myself, I I hear that and I'm thinking, oh, he's you know he's going across town, he's maybe going to the next town or. Or maybe, you know, he's going to live with family members, you know, 20 minutes away. Something like that. I don't know, 30 minutes away. Not in another state. Um, not going from Ohio to Fayetteville, Arkansas. He actually enrolled in as a Fayetteville Purple Dog. He he and his mother came to Arkansas, came to Fayetteville specifically on an official visit. And on official visits, the university pays for transportation to and from, you know, the player's home to the university. They, they, they put them up as far as lodging in a hotel, and they, and they give them meals. And uh, basically, the, you know, the student-athlete is entertained and shown basically what it's like to be a student-athlete in Fayetteville. And apparently, it was so nice that he and his mother, who was with him on his official visit, decided to move here. And they've moved here. They both live here in Fayetteville now. And Manny Powell is enrolled at Fayetteville High. And Fayetteville High has three really outstanding college prospects now. And, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see if this affects Arkansas standing with either one of them. Both of them, ironically, are committed elsewhere. Caden Turner, a three-star linebacker, is committed to Indiana. And Isaiah Satania from... Uh, obviously from the same high school, is a four-star receiver. I've said it time and time again, top player in the state, committed to Oregon. Um, I, I doubt this really changes anything with either of them. Uh, you know, for one, Caden was 
committed to Indiana before. Manny committed to Arkansas. Manny is the same position as Caden. So I don't see them, you know, I don't see Manny changing Caden Turner's, you know, mind and, you know, changing from Indiana to Arkansas. I really don't see Isaiah's mind changing for anything uh, concerning Arkansas. And, um, but Casey Dick, the head coach at Fayetteville High, he is just loving the college talent that he has. He's got a pair of, of stud linebackers on his defense, and then he's got an outstanding offensive weapon. So look for big things out of Fayetteville High. But on to, on to the Arkansas defense. As we finished up the weekend recruiting notes, it's a little bit of unusual circumstances having a potential four-star uh, offensive lineman move from the West Coast right in your backyard, and then having a guy from an unfamiliar recruiting territory just up and move right in your backyard because of a recent official visit. Uh, just not things that you hear very often, not things that I hear very often anyways, but on to Arkansas defense. So today, talking about Arkansas's defense, the strength of Arkansas's defense is their experience and their depth. They have depth and experience mainly because of COVID, because of the COVID rule that allows for the new phrase, the super seniors, to come back. Guys to have their sixth, sixth and fifth years of eligibility because of COVID. So Arkansas leads the conference with 11 and those 11 coming back has just added so much experience, so much leadership, and that that just goes so far in a, in a team sport like football. And, and to, you know, speci specify it down, you know, to generalize it to, to defense as a whole, you're bringing in two new defensive coaches in your defensive line coach, Jermile Ashley, and then your linebackers coach, Michael Shear. Uh, Michael Shear is in a good position. You have uh, three super seniors coming back at linebacker with Dion Edwards, Hayden Henry, and Grant Morgan. I mean, this guy, this guy's positioning himself to potentially get drafted. And who would have thought that coming out of high school as a two-star that ended up walking on? Now... That's a story I can get behind. I mean, you saw the season that he had last year. If he can have another season even half as good as that, I think the guy has everything in him and the film behind him to back getting drafted in next year's NFL draft. But with those three super seniors, you've got a guy that was a four-star coming out of high school, committed to Oklahoma and transferred last year in Levi Draper. Unfortunately, he got injured and missed most of last season, and he'll be eligible and ready to play this season. So he's going to be one of your first linebackers up in uh, your top three. Your top three linebackers are going to be Grant, Grant Morgan, Bumper Poole, and then Hayden Henry. Most of the time, you're probably only going to have two linebackers on the field at the same time. Whether Arkansas is running, what they keep touting whenever media ask any questions or whenever you spot any kind of visual from practice, they keep they keep sporting a four-two-five. So four down linemen, two linebackers, and uh, five defensive backs. So 
uh, I think that's going to be very prevalent on the defensive side of the ball this year. You're still going to see your your two three six, your three two uh, six, as well, because there are just certain teams that you scheme differently based on their 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 offensive sets that they play with their skill sets, uh, their schemes, and what works. Uh, from other teams, you look at the film, what worked, what didn't. You you make your twerks based on your team, and and you move on from there. And just you're not going to play LSU the same way you play Mississippi State. So obviously, Arkansas feels comfortable enough with their talent overall on their defense to where they're comfortable openly talking about and getting filmed running a four-two-five. And I think that's exciting. It has a lot to do. With the transfers they got. They got four defensive transfers. They got a, a Texas native and Trent Gordon. It's a transfer from Penn State. It's 5'11", 190, playing cornerback. He will factor into the cornerback rotation in that room and just make, you know, another, you know, talented piece to, to fit in that rotation. And then the other three are all on the defensive line. You have two Missouri transfers. Both of them redshirt seniors. One of them, Trey Williams, a defensive lineman uh, from Columbia, Missouri, six foot five, three hundred or two hundred, excuse me, two hundred fifty-five pound defensive end. Uh, that's just gonna stack that defensive end, you know, position. Didn't really need, you know, you get a guy if you can get a guy with that's a quality defensive end, but necessarily you didn't need a defensive end. You had a, a, a a deep enough room but you add that quality player you add that quality piece to a defense that is in need of deep experience on the defensive line of, of size too. 6'5 255 that's a nice size defensive end uh, the other transfer from Missouri is a Little Rock native and Markel Letzi 6'4 290 pound uh, defensive tackle uh, who I expect to factor into the defensive, uh, interior defensive lineman uh, uh, rotation. Uh, this guy, uh, he's he reminds me much of uh, a current defensive lineman in uh, Isaiah Nichols. The guy just works. He's uh, very within the scheme and uh, high high motor. You know, he's not the biggest, but I mean he's he's not undersized as well. Uh, Isaiah Nichols is 6'3", three, uh, 300 pounds. Uh, Markel Letzi is 6'4", 290. But, I mean, I've yet to fully diagnose all of his film, so uh, I'll get to that in, in later on. But I'm excited to see him uh, as fall camp progresses and uh, the season approaches. John Ridgway, big defensive tackle, out of uh, Division Two Illinois State, 6'6", 320. I think this guy, this was the piece that they needed, I think, to fully feel comfortable to invest their defensive scheme into a 4-2-5. I think you got healthy linebackers in Grant Morgan and Bumper Pool, and I think you finally have the depth and the confidence in linebackers behind them to where you can run a 4-2-5 and you have plenty of defensive back talent and depth to be able to run that. It, whether you're running the 3-2-6 the or, or the 2-3-6 or the 4-2-5, you're going to have a lot of defensive backs on the field and Arkansas has got that. And 
it it's 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 not common to say so that's exciting as as well to have this coaching staff come together with this defense it's 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 truly exciting you got Monter Buster Brown Buster Brown as they call him mainly uh uh, he's the number one corner. Uh, Sam Carter was quoted as saying that Greg Brooks is probably one of the top leaders in the defensive back room. Uh, you know, he'll he'll text Sam Carter at you know two three in the morning asking about formations, and that's just the kind of guy that he is. Uh, five five ten five eleven, about one hundred eighty five hundred ninety pound a guy out of uh, New Orleans who's started from just about day one at nickel and I think he's slotted to be nickel yet another season and I think he probably comes back next season but ends up getting drafted at uh after his senior year I mean I hope I hope I'm right uh that guy has been a talent and somebody that's very dependable and shows up in games when you need somebody to show up um after that I think those are the the only two defensive backs that you can really focus on and say with any confidence that you feel like those two are going to be starters, Buster Brown and Greg Brooks. Other than that, it's uh, it's just a rotation of, of guys that have seen the field. Day-Day Bishop, uh, Hudson Clark, Nick Turner spent a lot of the spring playing corner, and uh, he had a lot of snaps in, in the spring game, and uh, I was impressed by Nick Turner, uh, Malik Chavis, Malik Chavis has the size to play safety or corner. A lot of times he's listed as corner, uh, so you may see him in there in the rotation. Um, Kari Johnson, Kari Johnson gets a lot of talk too with the media, and um, and the coaches are very speak very highly of him as well. Uh, you have Trent Gordon in there, the transfer, and uh, Devin Bush. Devin Bush, uh, Devin Bush just can't get healthy. I feel like people you know, have this expectation of four-star recruits. And he was from New Orleans. He comes out, four-star recruit um, at corner. Uh, there's a lot of excitement at the time as far as the recruiting for Arkansas's class at that time and getting a guy of his caliber at his position. And since he's been on campus, I mean, he's he's everything that you want in a corner. Six foot, 200 pounds, big physical guy that can run with with corners. He's got arms to engage. He's got hips that can swing and cover and move in, in, in coverage. And he just cannot stay healthy. It's injury after injury. He went through the Chad Morris era. He almost, he ended up in the transfer portal and almost transferred out. Sam Pittman, you know, gets hired. I feel like they have a conversation. He comes back in. And ever since then, Sam Pittman has very been uh, very consistent in saying, if you enter the transfer portal, you're not coming back out. At least you're not coming back out as a Razorback. And I can appreciate that. If you have all the freedom in the world to go in it and move freely once you're in it, then, yeah, I mean, just state that 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 stance that you have at front. As long as you know, then, then okay, go for it. But he comes out. I feel like he's finally healthy. I feel like COVID may have been a a rehab for him because of the the health protocols. He he may have not had as much contact physically, allowing his body to recover and rest and uh, be prepared for a full season. and And I hope to see some good things out of Devin Bush. So. 
going over your defensive backs there at corners specifically, you've got some talent there. There's some size and experience. Not as much at corner that you would think. Obviously, it's top-heavy with uh, Buster Brown and uh, Greg Brooks. Hudson Clark, the walk-on, he showed you some things last season, but then he got picked on. Once, once everybody saw him on ESPN, they started throwing at him. They're like, oh, this guy's a walk-on. So he had one good game. Let's let's throw at him. And and they throw at him, and he got beat. And um, I, I think he's doing everything he can as far as a player to solidify himself as a player and a starter. I mean, he's being a leader. He's got good size, you know, 6'1", 6'1 and a half. I mean, it says 6'2", but, I mean, a 6'2 six, six corner, 6'2", about 185. I mean, that's that's a good-sized corner. He's got good size. He can engage. He can tackle. I mean, he can cover. The thing that I think may be his weakness is... Uh, is his his coverage speed, his recovery speed. So when a when a player, when a receiver breaks on his route, and uh, how quickly can a defensive back recover from that break? And uh, that seems to be where uh, teams are attacking him. And uh, so I loved I loved the season that he had last year, and I love the story, and I hope it continues because uh, I feel like uh, heading through spring and summer he has definitely been a leader on the team and uh and someone that you can feel good about and uh just going on to the last part of the defense in uh, in your safety position now these are guys that are going to play a huge factor in the defensive back rotation in the uh in all three of the defensive formations that are going to be very prevalent that Arkansas runs this season in the 425 the 326 and the 236 uh, there's going to be a lot of safeties in all of these. Miles Slusher, want to highlight this guy, six foot one eighty. A lot of people, I mean, just about everything that I've been able to sink my ears into as far as listening and and learning about the the team. Miles Slusher wants on the field. He's got the talent and the size to get on this get on the field, and he is not position specific. He will get on the field at corner. If he earns a spot and he wants on the field, and that's what he wants is as he wants to play, and uh, and they're working him at every position: the right boundary, the left boundary, the uh, the nickel. Uh, they're working him at both uh, at both safety position, traditional safety positions, and then they're they're uh, they're attacking middle uh, safety position. They're working him at all of those, and uh, and uh, I, I like the uh, cross training. Sam Sam Carter referenced the cross training like they did last year. I mean, they did that out of necessity based on, you know, going down there for a game and then oh, all of a sudden you're down five players because of contact tracing and uh, COVID testing. So, hopefully that doesn't happen. A lot of teams are getting uh vaccinated. Uh Ole Miss has a 100% vaccination rate as far as the uh the team members and then the staff members, basically everyone that will be on the practice field day in and day out through fall camp and throughout the season is 100% vaccinated. Last I heard, Arkansas is around 90% vaccinated. I'm okay with that. That's at least most of the team and most of the coaching staff. And I feel like all the important players and important coaches are. And if that keeps them in the game playing, 
I'm all for it. I don't care your stance. I want to see them on the field playing. So let's go with the vaccination rate. I hope we don't have any forfeits because the rule this year is there's no postponing or rescheduling. It's just if you don't have the designated amount of certain of specific players, then you therefore forfeit. So I hope to not see any of that. I don't care the team. I don't care if it's Alabama. I don't want them going out like that. I want them going out because somebody earned it. And I'm hopeful that teams around the league will be able to play full seasons and full games. And I'm hopeful that we'll be able to have full attendance. And I look forward to the season because, oh boy, the rest of these safeties. Oh man, Joe Fouché, the senior. This guy will come up and hit you. And he seems to always make a big play. Whether it's a scooping on a fumble that should have been Auburn. Or whether it's just fumbling and, you know, making a big hit on the sideline. Guy can make picks like nobody else's business. Two in one game in uh, Mississippi State last season. I mean, watch out. This guy's a leader, too. Simeon Blair, Arkansas native, a walk-on. This guy, this guy gets talked about a lot in the defensive back field uh from from coaches when when they're doing press conferences and media are asking questions this guy gets brought up the players talk about him a lot too and i'm excited just for the safety depth you know simeon blair joe fouché you look at your two seniors and jermaine hamilton jordan and Jaden johnson Jaden johnson big guy 220 can't wait to see him on the field maybe he can come out come across the top look like steve atwater <laughs> But you got your two freshmen. Then on the other side, you've got Jalen Catalan, the All-American. Guy was one tackle away from 100 last year. He was, uh, I mean, he was a machine. He, I mean, he had done something that, the, that the, last, the last safety to do what he did last year statistically was Eric Berry from Tennessee as a freshman. And that's impressive. This guy is going to come back this year as a redshirt sophomore. He's draft eligible. You don't see as many redshirt sophomores draft eligible. And I question whether just this coaching staff and the NIL is going to be able to retain players long term. I actually question whether NIL is going to be able to fund these student athletes with enough money to enjoy college and appreciate college a lot more than they typically would in the past and stay in school instead of having that high rate of leaving and going pro at least maybe take their draft grade that they get whenever they test the waters take that a little bit more seriously you have a guy like denver kirkland that left arkansas that was a huge recruit and was like a, a three-year starter who could have been a four-year starter and, and potentially gotten drafted if he came back i wish i that the NCAA and NFL had some sort of arrangement, kind of like uh, the NBA, where you can you can enter the draft and you can stay in it and go through the combine and uh, the combine and and go through several of the interview processes and then and then have a certain date where you can pull out. I wish that uh, the NFL and the NCAA, as far as the college football, would be able to arrange something like that because that would be really beneficial. There are so many you know, young student-athletes that make a quick decision or 
I don't know, just a bad judgment decision. Maybe somebody gives them the wrong information. There's so many people in their ear at this particular vulnerable time in their life when they have a little bit of time to make a really important decision that affects them for a very long time. And that, yeah. And Catalan has that opportunity, but I doubt he leaves after this year. At least I hope. I mean, if he has a season like he had last year and Arkansas collectively as a team has a season, uh, has as good a season as they did last year and can build upon that and add with the players that they've added and improve with the coaches that they've added, potentially having a nice season. Every time Arkansas has a, you know, a nice six, seven, eight win season, you have a lot more Razorbacks getting drafted. Even though these guys last year, Jonathan Marshall in particular, he had the measurables, he had the stats, he had the the film to justify getting drafted much higher than where he did in the sixth round. But the fact that he was on a 3-7 and seven University of Arkansas team caused him to slide. So if you have the opportunity to come back and you're not in a rush, I don't understand why you don't come back and, and get that furthered education you get that just prolonged college experience with your teammates, with your coaches. It's more networking, too. It can get you into the pros just as well as going early. And Catalan is one of those guys that will be a question mark. But, oh, man, is this guy really, really good. I, I mentioned Steve Atwater earlier. This guy, This guy will hit you like Steve Atwater, and this guy is a big play away. Just He's a big play waiting to happen. And Catalan, Grant Morgan, you throw in Traylon Burks on the offense. Those are your big play players. Those are who the, you know, the broadcaster, whoever's covering the game, those are who everyone, every week, will point to as your impact players, your your keys for the opposing team. Who are you going to stop on offense? Well, you're going to stop Traylon Burks. Well, who are you going to you know watch out for on defense for Arkansas? Well, it's going to be Grant Morgan at linebacker, and it's going to be Jalen Catalan at safety. That's it. I mean, those guys are your – that's at the top of your pyramid, and that's the foundation at the bottom is a lot of experience. So if that's the top and you have a deep – talented experienced team i'm excited everything that we've discussed based on the offense with the schemes that kendall Bryles has and the players coming back and the retention of the coach barry odom and his players coming back and what we saw last year there's a lot of excitement i'm excited as we get into the first full week of fall camp you have um, on a day, off a day, on a day, off a day. And then after the first week, it's five or six. I can't remember for sure, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's six straight days of practice with one day off. And it's like that for three straight weeks. And then we lead into game day, September 4th, Rice comes to Fayetteville. And those three weeks will tell us a lot about the University of Arkansas's football team. Hopefully, we have a healthy fall camp, and I'm excited to see what names start popping up as far as players that are potentially starting and vying for playing time 
as newcomers to this team, as guys that were on this team last year but weren't starting and maybe they just needed a season to learn the offense or defense or get their body right. It's exciting time right now in preseason because everybody's good, everybody's undefeated, and there's so much optimism. So that's it for today. And then catch the show tomorrow. Mark Sports Talk, signing off. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. And if remember, if you liked what you heard, if you liked the show, follow the show's page on Twitter at Mark Sports Talk or Mark Dagenhart. In the bio of the Twitter page, there's an email at MarkSportsTalk at gmail.com. And in the Anchor app, there's a link for the email, that very same email in the in the Anchor app bio. If you have any comments, if you want if you want to hear any particular subject if you want to talk about something send me an email if you want to get involved in the show send me an email get involved with the show don't forget to like and subscribe that's it for tonight i'll see you tomorrow let's go